Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world, of the Oscar world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you're listening to the No One Is Listening podcast, and we are going to have the funkiest of funky conversations today. I can't wait. Marky Mark. Yeah, baby. We're going to bring it. We're going to be here strong. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good show. Uh, who am I joined with today? Uh, this is Dave, and this is the only podcast with the nuts. Welcome to That's No One right. Is Listening. Damn right. Hey, this is uh, Derek, <laughs> and I accidentally watched all the best uh, documentary features. Perfect. So. Perfect. Let's see throwing those out there. Oh, Perfect. Man. And we have a special guest. Yes. Hello, it's Neely. I'm back again. So this is a special edition of No One Is Listening. And if you're listening to this episode but and you not. like it, you love it, you hate it, you're disgusted with it, but you want to <laughs> subscribe, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We'd appreciate uh, a listen. We're going to be referencing a lot of good stuff today. This is our limited edition, special edition, Oscar Academy Award 2021 <laughs> extravaganza, Oscar Mania. 17th annual. Yeah. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, uh, I've been looking forward to this. We've talked about this on previous shows where uh, my fiance, Neely, and I, we have ranked in, in past years, we've ranked our favorite, our best pitchers. Um, this is fascinating. We love movies. Obviously, if you've ever listened and no one is listening, you know that Dave and Derek love movies as well. And uh, <laughs> I'm partial, you know. They're okay. I just kind of yeah. like them. Yeah. We're yes. not going steady yet. <laughs> just one hand job this... behind the dumpster. That's it so far. <laughs> We're working up there. <laughs> That's right. So we are going to break down this year's Best Picture nominations. And this is always fascinating for me. I love this. And because Neely loves this as well, I thought that this would be a great topic to bring up to the the podcast. And I want to hear what you guys have to say about this because this is, to me, this is what it's all about. It's all about the conversation (laughs) behind these pieces of art, you know, for better or worse. I mean, these should be ideally the best films released. That's always debatable. Uh, every year crash (laughs) (laughs) it's you know here's the thing i wanted to ask everybody what's the last i mean i guess the most recent because last year's academy awards i barely remember it was it was like yeah we didn't we weren't able to watch hardly any of the movies right it was a weird year last year so the last best picture i remember was it parasite was parasite yeah well, that was last year. Was that last year? year. Was that last yeah. year? Yes. <laughs> Time okay, goes, I feel man. better then. I feel better. <laughs> feels like 30 years ago. It does. Yeah. It, does. it feels like two years ago because we saw Parasite at a local uh, theater. Did you guys see Parasite in a theater or did you see it on demand? Hulu. I didn't even Hulu. watch it yet. <gasps> what? Eh, you know. Whoa, that seems like your type of movie, dude. Uh, highly recommend. Yes, it's very good. To see Parasite. But I remember watching that film with you and I was like, Oh, this is like extraordinarily good. And I think that this Parasite is a movie that is going to last for generations. It's going to be one of those movies that have an impact on film. So, yeah, I'm uh, sure at some point um, they'll remake it uh, in English uh, and it'll be terrible. Sean Williams Scott gonna happen is at the some main point. star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Larry the Cable Guy presents. I would actually watch Sean Williams Scott. <laughs> What's he up to, man? And dude, dude, where's my parasite? <laughs> Disney Plus hasn't given him his own show yet. Uh, I'm surprised. I hope. I hope uh, it happens. But they, they can't do an American Pie show yet. 
Oh, they will. Their reunion's coming, I'm sure. Uh, so this is this is our recap, and this is all we're going to talk about. Normally, we derail, we talk food, and, and gentlemen, I have some food stories oh. to discuss on our next regular episode. I have some photos, some videos of the Those will feast. be great on a podcast. Yes, it will. Uh, I, I, very... I have a lot of morsels that I've been holding on to that I've been slowly stockpiling. Good. Of things I keep forgetting to talk about. So <laughs> I'm set for whatever our next episode is. <laughs> same, same. I can't wait to share these things with you guys. Uh, I mean, I'll just, you know where I'm at. Best barbecue. <laughs> I mean, oh, dude, I can't wait to talk about it. So that we'll save that for the next episode. So if you, uh, once again, if you this you're brand new, you're just checking us out because we're talking Oscars, you can follow us at Noyle Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe on whatever you're listening to right now. If you are listening on Pocket Cast, oh. that's fascinating. And I, we would love to earn the subscription. I don't know anyone. I know one person that listens to Pocket I never even heard of it. And, uh, I've I never heard that. of that. Right. I know. Deep cuts. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's uh, hang on. Before we get into this, DMX. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 You couldn't even give him a full Han horn. It, it, well, he had one in yeah. there. DMX gonna give it to you. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. DMX. Well, Fast and Furious is my number mm-hmm. one pick, just so you guys know. And it was it was, <laughs> it was snubbed in the nominations. <laughs> oh, I just found out last night that The Rock is not in F9. And well, okay, let me back up. Neely is a Fast and Furious <laughs> super fan. Okay, I wouldn't say that. I have seen all of the movies because. You love two them. Year, two years ago, my roommate bought all of them on DVD for some reason and then made me watch them all with her. Yeah. And then we saw the eighth one and Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs in theaters. Shaw. Yeah. And wow. so now I have to see the last yeah, one. Yeah. Now you're a I've got to complete it. Super fan. Super fan. This but could I just, be like a documentary like Nintendo Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, I love. Okay, we gotta get that guy on this show someday. We, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, yeah. But I just found the out the ninth one has a uh, was it Charlie's Theron in a uh, she's she looks like Doofus uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I yeah. just found out that The yeah, Rock was haircut. not in it yeah. though. That's the thing. And Rock and Vin Diesel no, have a feud. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. They do. Mm-hmm. Who feuds with The Rock? Like all right, so the, the big dog. Who's the asshole in this? <laughs> in this art, you know who is it? Is it Vin Diesel or The Rock? Is the asshole? I don't think it's The Rock. He's too. He's too sweet. He's Disney. He it can't be him. No, no. No, he's got to have a perfect rapport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, I kind of think The Rock is kind of fake, but you yeah, know, that's just me. hey. I I I'm a, I'm on Team Rock, but uh, today I'm on Team Academy Awards. Let's go ahead and yes. run that beautiful music. I'm so glad this show is not going to go off the rails <laughs> at all. We're going to try not to one bit. keep it straight, right in center. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm only a little bit uh, ripped, but not too ripped. So I will stay on, <laughs> on target today. Um, so everybody, welcome to the No One Is Listening 2021 Oscar Best Picture Prediction Show, where we are going to discuss the eight nominated Best Pictures of 2021. I didn't even think there was going to be movies this year. And uh, here we are ranking eight incredible films uh, as they normally are for Best Picture nominations. There are some stinkers. There are some ones that you forget about. But generally, these are good films. So we are, there's a lot to go over. And 
there's a lot of movies. There's eight nominations. I Ugh. when did they expand the the playoffs? Uh, two years ago. It was like after two years people, ago. No, yeah. it was after people complained the Dark Knight. They used to have ten. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Whoa! I don't remember ten. That's a bunch cool. of people complained when Dark Knight wasn't uh, wasn't nominated, so they extended. Dark it. Knight should have been nominated. Mm. I mean, that's a hell of a film. But that also, I think Andrew movie. Lincoln should be nominated for an Emmy. But uh, you can't get it all. So well, you know. But we do have another Walking Dead alum <laughs> nominated for Best Actor, Stephen Yun, mm-hmm. who was uh, played the father in Minari, Best Picture nomination. Stephen Yun is one of my favorite actors. Mm. And I thought he did a fantastic job in the film Minari. It's just Derek's about halfway through. So <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, all right. So we are going to we're going to go through these movies. This is kind of there's a lot to cover here. So I'm going to try to be expeditious. Um, I love this background music, though. I can just seriously. It's, great. it's really setting the mood. I'm playing with the fader so I can hear it yeah. real well in my headphones. But uh Kind of I'm feel like I'm in Disney just... Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. We just need an orchestra, like a pit orchestra for this <laughs> yes. entire show. Open the pit. Uh, so we have eight films. Yeah. Oh, God. Josie, baby. Stop oh, it. Oh, hang on. Josie. Gotta <laughs> give it up for Josie. Two Han horns in. in the first ten, ten minutes. minutes. You better get them out of the way real fast. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we have eight films. Dave put them in a, a, a document here, so I'm going to read them in order, and we're just going to go through a brief description um, and then kind of give our just first views. I mean, nothing crazy. You don't have to go super in-depth. Uh, Derek has only seen half of these films, so he'll be uh, quiet for most Five of the podcast. Five and a half. <laughs> Five and a half. Uh, but we, the rest of us, have watched all eight films, and uh, let's dive in. So number one on the list is The Father. The Father is a film about an elderly man, Anthony, played by Anthony Hopkins, legend, mm-hmm. who along with his daughter Anne, played by Olivia Coleman, deals with progressive memory loss. The Father is nominated for six Oscars, including Best Picture, and nominations for Hopkins and Coleman in their acting categories. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over. Derek, have you seen this film? Nope. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> right, we're going to skip, skip Derek. <laughs> Uh, so Excuse we me. actually uh, in this we po- should have Derek just make up like some <laughs> make up your thoughts about the film. Yeah, well, what, what did you really think of Olivia Coleman's performance in the film? She was great in Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. dude. Um, so over in this Paul Bettany house, we enjoyed the. Well, I, I can't say we enjoyed. I don't want to speak for Neely. Uh, we watched it last night. We paid. We shelled out the twenty dollars cold cash. Uh, on the film to stream it because that's the only place you can watch it. But I really was moved by the film. I I enjoyed it, uh, and it was pretty emotional. I thought it was a pretty emotionally taxing film. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's pretty crazy. So what do you think? Yeah, it was hard to watch at times because my grandfather dealt with dementia, so... I was just like, wow, this is maybe what he was going through before he died. And it was really hard to watch at times, but I like that kind of movie. Yeah. (laughs) I really like a movie that makes me cry. It's like my favorite kind of movie. I can verify that. Make me hurt. Make me (laughs) hurt. Verify (laughs) that. I like the pain. Um, (laughs) So at the end of this movie, (laughs) I 
we let the credits roll for quite some time, yeah. not just because our cat was sleeping on Christopher and he had the remote. It's true. Um, but I just wasn't <laughs> ready to like, I couldn't move on yet. Yeah. I just you had could, to, yeah, you wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. And I just needed more time to cry. Um, did you think so- Tony Stark was going to show up? After the credits, <laughs> post credits, I was the waiting for that post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a tough one. It does deal with some pretty, especially if you have family members that dealt with this. That's the whole intention of this film, Dave. What do you think of the father? Um, so I was not expecting any of this. I kept, I knew nothing about any of these movies, kind of going into them. Okay, um, and I kind of intentionally kept it that way. Uh, the thing about this movie is I recently lost my father in December and I was really taken back from a lot of the scenes cause I could see like Anthony Hopkins had his hair looked like my dad's and that wow. kind of brought this like an emotional attachment. And there was like moments I was like, Holy shit, this is, this is pretty intense. Um, yeah. That being said, I thought this movie was awesome um yeah it was there was like what seven actors in the entire movie right Mm -hmm. um it was and it's shot from the perspective of anthony hopkins who did a phenomenal job oh my god it's incredible amazing incredible and he and he has dementia and nothing it's kind of like watching an old christopher nolan movie to an extent like (laughs) you don't know what's going on it actually Um, is no that's yeah that's right that's the best way to describe it yeah um and the the scenes, the subtle changes to the apartment, um, right. the art mm-hmm. direction, color was awesome. palettes, color yeah. palettes, the the cinematography, um, it was really good, and it was based on a play, from what I understand. Yes, um, and it, but it was also, I thought it felt like the flow of the film actually felt like watching a theater performance as well. It was very yeah. seamless in the transitions. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was great. But yeah. it, it made you feel something, and that's it, there was substance to it, like yes. yeah. good or bad. Like if you feel like shit after watching it, it's because you actually like felt something. So um, yeah. I was very taken back by it. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great movie. I'm yeah. giving it my thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just piggyback off that. That's to me, those are the best type of movies. Yeah, I mean, you have to feel something for better mm-hmm. or worse. And right. what's crazy about all eight of these films. Uh, at least seven out of the eight, I had some emotional reaction to the film. This is a dark year for films. Yeah, and man. I think oh, that yeah, they, yeah. Uh, these were, you know, these were greenlit before COVID. So my God, I can only imagine what comes out in a couple of years, but these were all pretty heavy concept, heavy uh, material films. So the father definitely, um, if you're looking for an emotional experience, yeah, um, yeah that one, it, it hit me. It, it didn't hit me like big Just the fish. aspect of mental health, though. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last film that kind of hit me on a, a familial level was Big Fish. That was the one that really hit me years and years and years ago. Um, the father had that similar. Uh, I had a similar mm-hmm. emotional reaction to that. Although Big Fish is one of my favorite films, but I can't movie. watch it anymore because I get too emotional watching oh. it. So anyway, <laughs> is it um, the Danny DeVito? <laughs> so I get too emotional. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm not going to give you shit. I love that movie, too. (laughs) It's a great movie. It's also a musical now, and that's a good musical, too. Good music. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, The Father, We those who watched it, enjoyed it. Can't wait to see where it ranks. And Anthony Hopkins, 
Uh, well, let's dive in since we already, Dave, you already mentioned uh, Anthony Hopkins' performance here. He is nominated for actor in a leading role, and he's mm-hmm. also up against several others from from uh, these other films. So we have Riz Ahmed, who was nominated for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins uh, for The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Yun in, My- in Minari. So without giving anything away in Mank, Sound of Metal, Minari, Dave, do you think Anthony Hopkins... Uh, outperform those other folks. Uh, I, I think it, he's he's up there. I don't know if he outperformed a lot, of them, but I, I, he's my dark horse winner. I guess you can okay. Do you have a front runner on this? For me, I think just because not just because Chadwick Boseman was a, an amazing yeah, actor. Sure. I yeah. think that because he passed away, he will likely win. Mm-hmm. Just because I've watched the Oscars like. Almost every year since <laughs> right. I was like seven years old. And right. that's generally what would happen. But if he was not nominated or if he was still alive and nominated, I think Anthony Hopkins would win. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a torn between Anthony Hopkins and Riz Ahmed as much as I love Gary Oldman. And he is just the he already fucking won one. He's best. fine. Gary Oldman is just, <laughs> yeah, Gary the, dude, he's awesome. so yeah. good, man. Yeah. He's just good in everything. Fuck, man. He's yeah. ridiculous. Even tiptoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't think Steve, I don't think Stephen Yun is going to win this, but I do think that Riz Ahmed and Anthony Hopkins are real close. But you're right; I think Chadwick will, will get it posthumously, and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. So, um, let's dive into the next film here because we got seven more to go. Uh, Judas. Hopefully, we have one that Derek watched. Hey, Judas and the Black Messiah. You did watch this, right, Derek? I was ripped. Um, yeah, I watched it. Um, well, a great film to be, yeah, great yeah, film for that. I was, sl- <laughs> I had back to back bad news and I was super ripped when I watched this. Um, oh, Lord. what I remember of it was I loved both their performances. Um, I think right. me and Chris are uh, kindred spirits on uh, Lakeith. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. but Daniel uh, Kaluuya, is that how you say well, his name? Yeah, or? close yeah. enough. Yeah, okay. Daniel Kaluuya is fantastic in it as well. Oh, he's killer. So yeah. we watched this. We watched this film before we even knew it was Oscar nominated. But let's mm-hmm. let's dive into the premise in case any of the listeners are unfamiliar with Judas and the Black Messiah. Awesome title, by the way. Really killer. Yes. Um, yeah. So here we go. Director Shaka King's Judas and the Black Messiah tells the story of a Black Panther leader, Fred Hampton, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and the FBI informant William O'Neill, played by Lakeith Stanfield, who played a key role in the activist's eventual assassination by the Chicago police during a raid in 1969. This historical drama is nominated for five Academy Awards, and along with its Best Picture nomination, Kaloya and Stanfield are both nominated in the Best Supporting Actor category. They also picked up nominations for Best Original Screenplay and Cinematography. Oh my God, why are Daniel Kaloya and Lakeith Stanfield nominated in the same damn category? When the There's nominations came spots. out, I said... I'm sorry, if both of them are supporting actors, who was the main actor in the movie? Right. It was and, uh, weird. What was it? Um, Anthony Hopkins got an Oscar for Silence of the Lambs. He's in the movie for like five minutes. And he was right. actor. Hell, hell of a five minutes. <laughs> Explain yourself. Real fast and loose on your rules, Oscar committee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do, Derek, I want to turn it over to you first. Uh, I know you kind of dove in a little bit to our, our boy Lakeith here, but what were your overall takeaways from this film? Uh, very strong performances. I, geez, Lakeith's so good. <laughs> so good. He's just like, he commands the screen whenever he's on it. Uh, Daniel Kaluja, which is weird because I didn't, I had watched this before Trial of the Chicago 7. 
Okay. And I was like, oh shit. Not the you know, <laughs> spoiler alerts. So it's like, oh, that happened there too. Wow. Um Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was really ripped. So um I remember their performances. <laughs> I uh, enjoy kind of the cat and mouse game that they play in the movie. It's always gonna get me uh get me going. Um yeah. and that's really all I got. That's all right. Dave, what do you yeah. think about this film? I think the thing I like, great performances, uh, great acting, cinematography was awesome. Awesome. I got I got a lot of like taxi driver vibes yes. from the film. Yes. Um, there was one scene where it's a it, the camera is attached to the car and he's driving. I forget who it is. I don't know if it was Lakeith or uh, Daniel, but they're driving down the road and the camera is attached to the car door and he picks up three or four other black Panthers and then he drives off So they literally had a camera mounted onto the car stopped, disconnected it. And then he drove off and they like did a pan following. And that was the coolest shot I saw yeah. in this entire movie. So that was really cool. Um, as far as story wise, I think it kind of fell apart. Um, it never really hooked me in. Mm. Um, okay. So I, it was it was a good movie. Acting performances, like everything that makes a movie awesome, was there. It just didn't have the substance for me. Okay, all right, Neely. I don't have too much to say about this movie. I do really like it, though. Yeah. I did like it when we watched it. Um, I don't know. I just didn't. Uh, I didn't really prepare for this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like me. Did, so. Yeah, sounds like me. So sh- I don't have as eloquent really of a thing to say. Yeah, I should I, have. Damn it. it. it yeah. Been, uh... <laughs> you wouldn't remember much of it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was really good. I yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is awesome. Yeah, he was amazing in this yes, movie. Yes, he was. Yes, he mm-hmm. was. Like, just his accent was so good because, like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, he's super British. Uh, yeah, you just like, <laughs> super. He's British. super British, and mm-hmm. you like, mm-hmm. he was doing this American accent, and you could like, you know, barely understand what he was saying, right, but. Yeah. It was good. Well, I, it was really good. I I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I love his historical uh, context films. I love, I love not also not knowing anything about this film before watching it. I didn't when you Neely suggested to watch it. I was like, all right, yeah, that sounds fine, whatever. And then I I was like, oh shit, like this is these are fantastic performances. I mean, the Fred Hampton speech towards the end of the film before he was assassinated, where he's in the. Uh, Oh, yeah, dude, that is an iconic scene. Mm-hmm. And I have yeah. goosebumps right now thinking about it. Um, and it's just I think everything was so well done. Now, unlike you, Dave, I thought it was tied together pretty well. And the loose ends it, to this to for me, the entire film came full circle. And I did. Um, that's what I liked about the film. But uh, hey, this is what makes these discussions good. Um, mm. I thought it was a, a, a pretty damn fantastic film so that was the first one we watched out of all eight of these yeah. uh so it's been a, a hot minute since we watched it <laughs> that's probably why i don't yeah. have too much to say like <laughs> yeah. i could talk about the father all day because we watched it last night right literally last <laughs> night uh, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat like this was the first film i watched and i did watch the father last night yeah too, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah i i really enjoyed it and my god i i think I don't know how the two actors feel about being nominated in the same category because they did both give really killer performances um well and so the way that it works for nominations is like the movie companies like offer people up like for your consideration and they put Mm -hmm. lakeith stanfield in for best actor 
but he got nominated for supporting actor. Well, let's dive in real quick, uh, like we did for the best actor. Real quick, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaloya, Judas, Leslie Odom, One Night in Miami. Leslie Odom from Hamilton, y'all. Um, Paul Racy <laughs> from Sound of Metal. He was the uh, instructor. Yeah, he's, he's, and then Lakeith Stanfeld from Judas. So who was your standout? Uh, anybody out of that? I'm Daniel Kaloya. Yeah, me That's too. 100%. I'm, I'm going to have to agree. Yeah. yeah. I'd got to go with him or um, Paul Racy. He was really good. Paul Racy was really good. That yeah. was very, that was, that was very that's believable. an emotional we'll get wreck into, after that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get into Sound of Metal here uh, in 45 minutes yeah. when I get through the rest of these films. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of which, let's get into the next one here Mank. Mank. All right. So, I was very excited about this film. Mank is about Herman J. Mankiewicz, played by. Gary Oldman, the screenwriter mm. for Orson Welles' debut and much lauded 1941 film Citizen Kane, which I had to watch repeatedly in film school. Uh, the movie is directed by David Fincher, whose late father, Jack Fincher, wrote the script back in the 90s and didn't live to see his work finally come to fruition. In total, Mank is nominated for 10 Oscars this year, more than any other wow. film in competition. That wow. said, it is also the movie with the most nominations at the Golden Globes earlier this year, but came up with a big, fat, nothing burger. Uh, they didn't win a single Golden Globe. So the story of Herman J. Mankiewicz. I, um, I'll start this conversation off. Sure. I was very excited to see this film. And I, cause I, I'm a sucker for black and white film. I'm a sucker for incredibly difficult techniques to recreate, which is what they did. They recreated uh, a bunch of time period accurate uh, film techniques, which I thought were fantastic. And Gary Oldman is, is just fantastic. And Amanda Seyfried, I mean, the whole cast in this was, was really solid. Um, and I, I am fascinated with Orson Welles. It, this is also another uh, historically based film, just like Judas and Black Messiah. So of course, naturally, I was attracted to this film. Um, you know, you'll see where it ends up in my rankings. I thought that um, I was happy that it was free on Netflix. You know, that's mm. that was nice. I mean, compared yeah, to paying yeah. 20 bucks for a film. I thought it was a, it was a great film to have access to on Netflix. So thank you. Uh, you know, all the fake money they spend <laughs> on their films. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty cool. And if you actually, here's the thing. And, and I told this to Neely is that for us watching the film, you're like, okay. Like, as far as like the story, you're like, all right, if you read Manx's biography and his, like the film stands out so much more. And it has way deeper weight if you actually have context to these characters in real mm. life. Yeah. They're real life stories. But if you just watch it on the surface, it doesn't hit like some of these other films do. Yes. Um, but once you go back, even if you go back and read his biography, even just Wikipedia, you'll be like, oh, shit. Okay, this definitely hits different. So, Neely, what do you think? Um, I didn't really like this one as much. Um it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, even though it was in black and white, I wanted every single one of Amanda Seyfried's costumes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I wish I could do my hair like that. Yeah. Um, but so does she, it's I, all a word. You know. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it just didn't, I've never seen Citizen Kane. Sure. I don't know anything about any of these people. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't, didn't really do anything for me. Okay. okay. Derek, did you watch this film? Uh, it, it came at a time where I could either live life or watch Mank, and I decided the, 
live life. Oh my god! Um, well, we're moving on. <laughs> I, I, it's just oh, not right. something I'm super interested in, um, and I haven't had the <laughs> the most amount of time uh, recently. That's okay. So um, something had to fall off, and um, it happened to be Mankin, yeah. the father, because I couldn't really find in, find the father anywhere either, unless it was on Prime. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. All right. Well, hey, fair enough, Dave. All right. Um, first of all, Gary Oldman is like my favorite actor of all time. He's and incredible. He, You're about to spit on him, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> he is absolutely. No, no. He did a great job. He's like the best part of this movie, though. Um, Agreed. The the downfall is I hate Citizen Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> it's got to be Kane. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Just, same like you. Just by doing a bunch of you know film classes, I hate that movie. Yeah, I understand. I I, I feel you, dude. I feel you on mm-hmm. it. It's, yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's, you know, it's a masterpiece. Okay, whatever. Um, this film looked amazing. Uh, the yes. art direction, just yes. br- the the cars, the old Hollywood lots. Um, David Fincher directed this, and it it, it looks amazing. Um, really However, does. I didn't give a shit about the film. Um, the coolest things were Gary Oldman and how it looked. Um, I think it was just, it, it, it kept running around in circles, I felt. Um it you know it was there it's good good quality in it but the film just didn't hit it for me so that's how okay yeah i mean i think i don't know if there's much more to say about it i mean there is especially if you want to dive into the cinematography and the set design Mm -hmm. production and it is nominated for a ton of uh a ton of categories here i really do feel that let's see here is it nominated for sound? Okay, there, there you go. I think it has a good chance of winning sound because of the period accurate uh, microphones that they use. Makeup and hairstyling. Uh, I think there's a better, there's a better movie with sound. There is, and we'll, we can get into that. We can get into that. Uh, makeup and score, makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. There's a good yeah, chance absolutely. for any of these. Costume design. Oh, the, cinematography. The, the Suicide Squad nominee, huh? Oh, <laughs> they set oh, that bar, my baby. God. They set that bar. All right. <laughs> Goddamn Suicide Squad. Um, I, w- I wish I knew a link to segue Suicide Squad in the next film on the list, but I don't. <laughs> the next Oscar-nominated Best Picture film is Minari, which is Lee Isaac Chung's semi-autobiographical drama. It is nominated for six Academy Awards and centers on Korean-American family moving their home from California to rural Arkansas in the 1980s. Actor... Formerly Glenn of The Walking Dead. Stephen Young plays Jacob Yee, a Korean immigrant father who, along with his wife Monica, Yeri Han, and their two children, Anne and David, set out to chase the American dream and build a farm in his small town into a successful operation. Here it goes. Along with the film's Best Picture nomination and Yun's History Making nomination, Yun Jung Yun, who plays the grandmother in the film, also received a nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Chung received a nomination for Best Director. It's also up for Best Screenplay and Score. All right. So after reading that, Mm. I feel better about the film than when I watched it. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't forget, (laughs) but it didn't hit as much. I actually want to turn it over to you guys before we uh, dive in. Derek, have you seen Minari? I'm halfway through. And... uh... I was watching it right before the show. <laughs> ah, those performances are really good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the cinematography is pretty awesome too. Gorgeous. I like the um, like the aesthetic of the South. You can actually like kind of feel, feel that the humidity. Stink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. As, as watching it, um, my heart was kind of racing when they were going through the tornado part, oh, storm, yeah. and everything. Yeah. 
was actually nervous. Yeah. It's like, relatable. Oh, God, That's what's a gonna relatable happen? moment for me. Yeah. I always used to get scared um, of tornadoes. Yeah. Really excited to finish it. Um, Good. I was trying to get it in before the show, but uh, it just didn't happen. That's okay. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, it's worth watching the rest. So go ahead and dive in at some point. Dave, what do you think of Minari? Um, I thought it was interesting. I was not expecting an entire movie in Korean. Um, okay. Everything I want to pick apart, I feel like is going to ruin the movie for Derek. So I don't want to go that far into it. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> is it Will Patton? Is it Will Patton? No, Please no, tell no. Will Patton is Will so Patton. damn good, dude. Oh my God. He's um, nominated, right? He's got to be nominated. Yeah. Who Who is the crazy dude, uh, the crazy farmhand that they get? <laughs> The like Jesus freak that's carrying the that's cross. Him. Yeah, Will, that's Patton. Will Patton. Okay, okay, just making sure. <laughs> I I really like I really like that character. He, yeah. he the actor is just fantastic. Oh yeah, oh, he did a uh, great job. The grandmother was awesome. That was yes. a, it, it was nice to see. Like not a typical grandmother. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> like, that yeah. was fun. Talk, just talking shit to her grandchild. Like that was <laughs> yeah. great. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I get it. It, it. It's a different perspective, definitely for sure. Um, just you know, just like seeing how they how marriage works in right. like Korean lifestyle and uh, the whole like working where they worked in California as like a a, a chick separator of like right. small ch- chickens, a non glorious job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those jobs that no one even knows exists. You know, right. It, just right. like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little bit. But it is that grind. It's that grind. It uh, yeah. it makes sense that it's based off an, uh, an autobiography. It makes sense. I mean, it, it felt like you were reading someone's yeah. autobiography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character development was so tight on those characters, and they were so fleshed out easily, even if it was in Korean and in some English. It, it, I don't think that mm-hmm. had really any effect on developing the characters at all. I think you yeah. got it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little boy. Oh, I loved yeah. him I wanted to so crack open much. a Mountain Dew while I was watching <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so, he's so, such a, a great uh, addition so to that great. film. Yeah. I mean, standout was that, was that little kid. So he yeah. was funny. Um, but yeah, without giving anything away, I mean, I really, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great film. I did. I think it was top to bottom a great film. And I think Derek, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the end of the film. What do you have any uh, quick takeaways from this? I mean, I think you guys pretty much said it. I really like the grandma. The grandma's and, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was an overwhelming sense of like pride um, that was built up to the entire movie too. Um, you can see that in in Steven's character. So mm-hmm. I like that aspect because he wants to do things right. He wants to you know right. have a great marriage, help support his family, and you know life happens at sometimes. a sacrifice. Yeah. At a massive mm-hmm. sacrifice. And right. Yeah, Dave, you you mentioned it, that marriage dynamic between the mm-hmm. two. I mean, that's you get an insight into that. And uh, it was so beautifully played. But I did, I was waiting for the fucking M. Night Shyamalan turn. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, oh, something's going to happen here. This fucking Minari is going to grow out of the bog. Come out of nowhere and smash Clem's head again. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting, yeah, I was waiting for Jeffrey <laughs> Dean Morgan to pop over the ridge when he's picking Minari and just slam his head open. Oh I was waiting for the aliens to show up that are allergic to water that lands on a planet that's like 90% water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! I, but I a great film. Uh, will recommend. Was not disappointed paying twenty dollars for it. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. So, yeah. all right, we got four more. We're halfway through. Uh, let's let's get cruising here. Next one here is Nomadland, which was another one that I was 
highly anticipating because of Francis uh, McDormand, uh, one of my favorite actors. Let's dive in. Nomadland premiered at the Venice Film Festival in September 2020, winning the coveted Golden Lion for director and screenwriter Chloe Zhao, and is the odds-on favorite to win Best Picture Oscar this year. Follows a woman, Fern, played by Frances McDormand, who leaves her home after her husband dies to live out of her van, nicknamed Vanguard, while traveling around the U.S. taking on odd jobs. All right, so that's what I pulled from Nomadland. Um, D- Derek, did you see this film? I did. Okay. Nah. What did you think? I've of- seen the next four, so we don't have to oh, ask okay, any questions. All right, no, we got good. it. <laughs> what did you think of Nomadland? Uh, it's beautiful. Oh my god, she has such a great eye. Uh, with uh with directing yep um it's weird i almost feel like the movie could have been called haunted or something because every single Mm. person seems haunted by something Ooh, Mm, Um, okay yeah Yeah. good david strathairn i was happy to see him in an acting role instead of like a godzilla role again (laughs) like (laughs) oh yes he sure he sure can act um (laughs) he's the uh he's the rich man's uh was it john cusack i used to call him um but um yeah they had like kind of a similar voice but um, Frances McDormand was really good in it. Um, yeah. Even though there's, it seemed like she had seven lines in the whole movie sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. It's very quiet. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. The movie's very fascinating. I don't know if it's if I like it, but I find it very fascinating. I could find myself watching it again. Mm. Neely asked me this question after watching the film: Could you be a nomad? Fuck no. <laughs> Dave, could you be a nomad? <laughs> no way, dude. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like my creature comforts too much. Yeah. yeah. Like shitting in something not. that's not a bucket. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was wild scene, dude. That yeah, was wild no, scene. Yeah, no, I would not be able to do it. Yeah. We uh well, I'll speak for myself, sorry. Uh I me and the missus here. We, we, we watched the film. That's about as far as I can take we it. We can get uh, two buckets. <laughs> I uh I love the film. It was a knockout for me. Francis McDermott is fantastic. I have been to a couple of the locations in the film, uh, so I was very excited to see them on film. I think that, for me, it hit all the beats of a fantastic film. Uh, and, and Dave, you mentioned earlier in, to, in, the, in the show, I don't remember if there was actually any score to the film. I don't really mm. know. I can't remember at this point if there was any score at all, even a single violin. Um, it's one of those films that I think doesn't need it right to add the the mm-hmm. drama which is oh my god even more impressive um I, I it i my reaction to the movie changed over time and it was one of those films that sat with me in a different way every time i thought about it and i was like okay cool so um it's one of those films you can pick what you want out of it there's funny moments there's serious moments there's relatable moments there's terrifying moments it, it's just really overall um an interesting look into a weird society. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. Neely, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't look this up, but you, I remember, said most of the other people are just they are real normal nomads. Yeah. people. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Actual Most nomads. of the cast yeah. is made up of uh, nomads. Yeah. yeah, so that aspect of it was really interesting yes. to me. And it just proves i think how good francis mcdormand is because mm-hmm. she just seemed like she was one of them right and fit totally perfectly in with all of them and let's not forget she brought them into the film 
and right. react and played off them, mm-hmm. the amateurs. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. not amateurs, but like at least got the real deal out of it. Now, yeah. she did do an interview where she said she was terribly fucking exhausted after this. Film. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they crushed her. Um, Every time she laid down in my in that van, my back screamed. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she is. She's pretty close to being a, a method actor as anybody, and she really gives a hundred and forty percent in her mm-hmm. roles. She's mm-hmm. very secluded. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. She probably won't even show her face uh, at the Oscars on camera or anything. Um, well, but, they're not doing any Zoom. It's she all she won't even be on yeah. it. It'll just yeah. be her name. You know, yeah. she I think the only interview on- I know of is when she did an interview for High Times in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was the cover lady. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. But uh, yeah, she uh, she's phenomenal. Dave, what do you think of Nomadland? Uh, I thought it was awesome. Um, I mean, I can't really say it's awesome. It's it's there's not like a lot of action going on. It's more of a psychological adventure, I guess you could say. Good. Um, yes. Trying to understand the nomadic lifestyle and what drives these people to live the way they do. Um, that was a very interesting aspect. Um, a lot of, um, Francis was amazing. Um, she's, she's obviously nominated for. Yes, best. she is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the film, the scenery was beautiful. Um, really was. The people live in these trashy vans, I guess you could call it. I mean, you <laughs> trashy know, it, vans. It, it's their home, Dave. Uh, it, it's their They're home, super but it, it, minimalists. It's, it's simple living. <laughs> but the contrast between like the overpowering like sunsets of nature compared For to sure. what we consider trashy trailer parks or just homeless people. Um, that dichotomy was really interesting. I thought that was great. Just the ability to go on the road. There's an interesting, well, to that point, Dave, there's also an interesting message with the type of jobs that they do. Mm -hmm. You know, they are the forgotten people. They are the ones that mop the toilets. They're the ones that work at the Amazon facilities and fucking really have the hardest jobs out there. And they're living this lifestyle. And, uh, you know, it's uh, things that, we as viewers might take for granted. It's I love that they expose a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially working at Amazon, they weren't working during the holiday. Like beginning of COVID, how pissed were people when they couldn't get an Amazon package for like a week? Like right, right. <laughs> yeah. So so there's obviously you know there's need for these people. Um, it was cool. I think it was the one film that kind of brought that realism. Because they had the real nomads in it. So it was almost right. like a documentary right. at the same time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. there's no kind of clear ending. It's just life's on the open road, I guess, is the way you can yes. describe this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That movie ended and I was like, shit, that's the end? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that that was, I think that was a pretty intentional choice mm-hmm. of the filmmaker. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's a, to me, Derek, I, you said it perfect, dude. Like, that that was a very um, haunting film. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely. All right. So we got three more. We got going three. from haunting into the uh, fun one of the group, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. So uh, this film, nominated for Best Picture in 2021 Academy Awards, Promising Young Woman. One of the most discussed films up for Best Picture this year is Emerald Fennel's Promising Young Woman. In the thriller, Carrie Mulligan plays Cassie a young woman seeking revenge after her best friend Nina is raped while they're in medical school. Without giving too much away, viewers can see that Cassie's life is turned upside down due to events that transpire due to and following her friend being raped. 
Cassie has an unusual routine in which she pretends to be drunk in order to fool men who attempt to take advantage of her in that state. The film is nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Screenplay, Director Nominations, Mulligan's Best Actress Nomination, and Best Editing. Uh, Dave, I'm going to turn it over to you. What do you think of Promising Young Woman? I thought it was a great movie. Um, do I think it's Oscar caliber? Probably not. Um, it was fun. Uh, great ending. What a twist, you mm. know. Um, right, right. But I was watching this movie, and I was trying to figure out why this was nominated, because it doesn't seem like any of the other films. It didn't seem like an art film. Um, it didn't seem okay. like it was looked at like this was a masterpiece. It just seemed like it was a film that somehow was like, oh, this is the fun film we're going to throw in. So that's how I felt. I I agree. Um I think that the message of this film is is the biggest takeaway from it. Uh, I think that's probably why oh, it was absolutely. included in this yeah. batch. But I will say it was. Uh, listen, I think it's it's probably the best indie film of the year, without question. There's a, I mean, it is. It feels like watching an indie film. Number one, yeah. uh, which mm-hmm. I appreciate, but I think it was worthy of being nominated. I mean, listen, I haven't watched every film that came out this film. I just want to if, spoiler alert. I haven't watched every <laughs> film that came out, but I, I said you liked movies. <laughs> yeah, I know you liar, <laughs> slacker. <laughs> uh, but I will say that I think that overall, uh, the message of the film, the way it was shot, Carrie Mulligan, um, I think it is deserving of a, a nomination. Um, but yeah, Dave, I, I see exactly what you mean. It doesn't have that extra. That, that just little extra nugget, whatever that 25% is. Yeah. But it is such a fascinating film. And the fact that it was a fucking f- creepy thriller mm. and it's nominated. Yeah. It, I still don't even really know what genre this movie would even fit in Absolutely. because it, yeah. it is like a comedy. There's like a whole section where it's like a romantic comedy. Dark comedy. And yeah. yeah, a dark comedy, a little romantic comedy, and then there's like a huge twist that makes it kind of like a thriller. Right. It's just kind of all over the place, but I loved it. <laughs> you loved it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It was intense for me. Yeah, it was. It was a very mm-hmm. intense film. Uh, yes, it I, was. Yeah, but it, but it, the message was so important, mm-hmm. and it was so well done yeah. uh, showing that culture and, mm-hmm. uh, and the lengths at which Carrie Mulligan's uh, character went to seek revenge because no one else is doing anything about it. Right. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, everyone else has moved on with their lives and she, that's America. Like, yeah. Mm. We're not fucking doing American that. pie. Yeah. Grown up. Uh, Derek, <laughs> what do you think of promising young woman? This would be my, t- <laughs> I, lo- I love this movie. Um, I, I love the message you would that love it, this um, movie. yeah, there are parts I don't enjoy watching. And, um, I think we all know the one part. It was one of the few times where I actually had to pause a movie because oh yeah i covered my eyes i know what I you're like talking about yeah. the mo- i paused it i walked out of the room <laughs> i had to take a quick breather uh, i think the only time i did that was uh was it during um hard candy what was the no uh hereditary when the uh oh. in the in the in the car um, oh boy yeah yeah mm-hmm. i had to pause it at that part too uh no this movie's great um mm-hmm. and you know there's it's gonna be you you know the you already know the people who don't like it. Sure. <laughs> yep, I, exactly. And, and it's, it's, yeah. Exactly. It's it's yeah. It's so good. I I love the way it uh way it goes goes for it. Um. Also, 
Um, it wins for having the best director's name ever. <laughs> Emerald, <laughs> Emerald Fennel. Emerald Come Fennel. On. That's amazing. He sounds like a chef on Food Network. It's a, uh, that, she? It's a woman. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Good Lord, Chris, <gasps> oh did you do your homework? Oh, my God. Clearly not. Sorry. No. And uh, I actually <laughs> I was on really like the soundtrack. It's a big thing because two women are nominated for director, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Chloe Zhao and yes. Emerald Fennell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, man. You know, don't cancel me. I'm just, I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. Um, I said I liked it. Oh uh, no. But uh, yeah, it was a cool movie. It just doesn't have the oomph. It doesn't have that pizzazz. Yeah. No, it, the end of the film, though, so the last 20 minutes felt like the greatest 1980s campy horror film yes. of all time. Yeah. And I yeah. fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did change genre right at the end there. So when you said you couldn't put a genre to it, yeah. that was the only one I clearly identified in the last 20 minutes. I go, this is an ode to every slasher film, every like sleepaway camp type shit. Like it was just so cool. Uh, really or like one of all those like seventies revenge movies. It was, mm. it was oh, kind of a note to yes, that like Bronson, yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little Charles Bronson there. And then it just made me wonder, how do you schedule a text message to send out? After posthumously, yeah. I will you say, can. I, I got to give it up for Charles Bronson. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll allow it. Patrick, Patrick. All no right. dice. My favorite city in Missouri. No dice. <laughs> we no got dice. two more. We got two more, y'all. Uh, here we go. Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, which follows a drummer named Ruben, played by Riz Ahmed of Rogue One fame who loses his hearing, actually had its world premiere back at the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival. It's been around for a minute. Sound of Metal is nominated for six Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Actor for Riz Ahmed. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you, Neely. What did you think of Sound of Metal? Uh, It was amazing. Yeah. It was, again, like the father, hard to watch at times. Yes. Because I like you and Dave, we're musicians. And mm, it yep. uh, the first time that his hearing went, mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck. Mm, I could yeah. not imagine. <laughs> right. Holy shit. Right. And the fact that it like spends such a long time in silence. Oh my God. Is I have goosebumps just, just thinking about it right oh now. My oh my God. It's like insane. I literally do. It is a it is a terrifying feeling. Uh, definitely a lot of uncomfortable uh, uncomfortableness watching yeah. this uh, film. And I have had tinnitus. Dave, have you had tinnitus before? Oh yeah, dude. Every time I hear yeah. like a ringing in my mm-hmm. ears, I'm like, oh no, it's gonna happen. It's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen now. It's like I'm all psyched <laughs> out because I, th- that's all he heard. I heard that ringing in his ears, and he just went yeah. deaf. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I've always yeah. been afraid of it because of playing so close to to drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it was fascinating that, he, I mean, he was a drummer in the film. So, you know, being a musician and playing next to cymbals, holy shit! If you've never done that mm-hmm. in a oh. in a in a heavy band, like that is the fucking worst, man. Um, but I, I've been, it's been many years since I performed, and I uh, I everything's pretty quiet in my life. I, uh, a lot of the stuff I listen to is Disney soundtrack. Same. So, <laughs> minus the Disney. Uh, but no, I, I love this film. I, I really thought it was thanks. I mean, Dave and Dave and I's background. I mean, a lot of it was relatable and mm. uh, yeah. really immediately like, Oh shit. 
this is this could be real. And I thought that all the performances were world class. I mean, oh, these are so all good. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, there's been a there's been a heavy um, focus in Hollywood and television for ASL American Sign Language recently, mm. and um, I thought that it was just a fascinating view into that world and someone that has to be forced to learn that. I mean, change your entire life, not only your lifestyle, but just change your life in general. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and the benefits that come from it. And the ending was fantastic. Yes. I, uh, <sighs> God. Yeah. Um, so Dave, what'd you think of Sonoma? So this is the film I watched super rip and, <laughs> and that beginning sequence. I had no clue what was going on because the music's all kind of distorted and muffled in the background. Right. right. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was my ears or my TV. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, like just, because it, it just you you hear this woman like screaming or singing in the background and you just right. kind of it's kind of like so the way I could put it and Chris and you could probably relate is when you're on stage and you don't you have like a shitty monitor mix. Oh like, my god, yeah. You you could just hear your one instrument and you everything else is just kind of muffled and in the background. Right. And that that's what you reminded me of. Um yeah. I thought this movie was awesome. There was it was such a cool story or a sad, you know, kind of story. But, um, there was things that really got to me, um, yeah. was this two piece band touring in a Winnebago that, <laughs> that's hell of a Winnebago, man. That, that's not happening guys. Not, not now, <laughs> not now. But could not, you imagine Fern having that Winnebago? Oh, Fern would, Fern would, Fern would have been, oh yeah. <laughs> living her life <laughs> but still still like a, a a noise core band or whatever they they never really <laughs> yeah they're dude, no it's like a <laughs> they grind core. Yeah. yeah not happening he's wearing a jism t-shirt like he this did, he not, was. not happening those dudes are getting like 50 bucks a night like yeah selling <laughs> that crappy t-shirt well her dad was rich he that probably paid for it that yeah. is true her that's yeah her dad probably financed it a bunch yep. of posers financed all of it Yep. Um. Yeah. Th that backstory, like their whole, like when they went to her father's house, that kind of lost me. Um. I okay. think that was the one downfall to this movie. Mm, I do um, like okay. the uh, dialogue in that scene with him and the father, though. It's yeah, it's, yeah. There's, there's just it's kind of I don't know, kind of put a pit in my stomach. I was just like nervous the whole time they were mm. talking. Yes. Yeah, because you knew it was like you knew it was going to go one way. It wasn't right. like she mm -hmm. was moving on and. Right. Uh, just at the ending when he, you know, goes through what do you, I don't want to give it away, but just like when everything just goes away, it was, it was a wonderful moment is you serenity. Are, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. when you're yeah. aiming for this one thing and you find that you're already kind of there. Right. Like the mm -hmm. alternatives aren't usually better than what you actually have right now. So, oh, he went through some fucking shit, man. Dude, mm -hmm. it, oh hit, God, it hit hard, man. Like, yeah, I never really thought about not being like just going deaf out of nowhere. I never mm -hmm. really thought about that. And it's like a scary thing, like never yeah, yeah. being able to listen to your favorite song again or, yeah. you know, wow. And that's why I think that moment at the end was so impactful. The, mm -hmm. uh, the moment of, serenity and acceptance yeah really what it was is acceptance yeah. of, of who they are mm -hmm. and uh wow god damn derek what'd you think of sound of metal uh i guess like right now i finally thought of it uh that's kind of part of the journey even though i would have rather him stayed where he was because mm -hmm. i really thought that was you know the he camp, finally the found it the kids it. yeah i'm trying not to give too much away here because i want people to actually see the movie but you 
you know, once you see the movie, you kind of know what I'm talking about. You wanted him to to stay where he was at because right. I I could actually watch a whole movie of that. I thought it was uh, yeah. really um kind of kind of inspirational in a way. Yeah. Um. But no, I really enjoyed it. His performance is amazing. Um. He yeah. is. He goes through so many ranges because you just think he's going to be pissed off the whole movie, but right. you don't see that. You see other yeah. parts of him, and it, mm-hmm. uh, some of the some of the stuff where he was staying brought out the best in him, even mm-hmm. if he, you know he drew a naked woman for somebody. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, that's I, once again. I mean, looking at the the best actors, Riz Ahmed. I mean, he really he. I mean, it was so dynamic in those subtle changes without being able to say anything. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like it was basically like he was wearing a, a costume that he yeah, couldn't yeah. talk, so he's a non-verbal actor. I mean, just I, I'm now I have goosebumps <laughs> thinking about Riz Ahmed's performance in that mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I just think about the dinner table <sighs> scene because the because up until that point it was silent again, yeah. and then they bring the sound oh, in of everybody at the dinner yes. table kind of smacking. The, I was like, oh my yeah. god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh geez, that's really <sighs> yeah. When they're all doing the sign language and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have deaf employees, and and I am an employer in the deaf community in uh, in our region of the country. And I do that whole scene that you were talking about, Derek, was spot on. I mean, that yeah. was it was pure realism. It was real. It was yeah. real, hundred percent. It was a totally. I've seen it. You know, I've witnessed it. I've been uh, I've been a witness to those type of conversations, and they're absolutely fascinating to see people sign um, with emotion and passion. It's it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I like this movie. But we do have one more. Yes, one more. Yes, <laughs> it's got a number seven in it, but it's number eight on the list. Uh, <laughs> this is the trial of the Chicago Seven, and I don't have it in front of me. Oh, boy. Hey, I've done pretty well. Um, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin's historic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Sorkin's historical drama The Trial of the Chicago 7 is also nominated the film centers on the five month trial of the seven anti-war protesters accused of inciting riots at Chicago's Democratic National Convention in 1968 the film is also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, Best Film Editing Best Original Song, Best Picture and Best Cinematography before we go any further do you know that also for Best Original Song is Husevik from the Eurovision Song Contest film starring Will Ferrell? Uh, uh, I, I was wondering why I kept great. seeing that on like nominations for the Oscar. I'm like, why is this <laughs> film nominated? It was. It's definitely not a great film, but it mm. it's. I it's did, couldn't al- even finish it. Also, not one of Will Ferrell's <laughs> best films, uh, but it's a it's a, got a pretty decent premise. All right, Trial yeah. Chicago Seven. I'm going to turn it over to Derek. What do you think of Trial Chicago Seven? Oh man. <laughs> So I I have a love hate relationship with Aaron Sorkin constantly. Yeah, um, I can see I that. can enjoy when he's writing, but I can tell when he's overwriting. Okay, and this movie had it all. It had courtroom drama. I love it. Dirty history of the um, of America. I love it. Yes. And then we got final Sorkin, final form, right there <laughs> with one man reading a paper and the judge just slamming his gavel for five minutes. I was like. <laughs> Oh, we've, that was we've the culmination. Shit, yes. I had to leave. Um, yes. I like the movie. I think Sasha Baron Cohen's really good in it. It was great. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the actor's name, but he's on uh, Secession, and he's amazing. Uh, but he oh played Jerry God. Rubin. Shit, what is yes. his name? Jeremy, Jeremy Strong. Strong. Jeremy Strong. He is so he's good in that. Amazing. He was he's so, so good, good in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um, all the other performances were fine. Um, 
uh, I forget the actor who played um the the Black Panther, the only uh the only African American dude that was there. Oh, um, he was in Watchmen. He was in Watchmen. He's also I Black Manta. His... <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I don't know what his name is though. Is it I'm, Yaya? Off the top of my... Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His Thank you, performance, IMDb. I. Th- think is underrated in that um i think his performance is great yeah yeah um mm-hmm. yeah but whenever i think of this fucking movie i'm just gonna think of a judge hitting a gavel for five minutes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, man dude. reads names off a of paper and it's like this is going on way too long yeah <laughs> yes dave what did you think of trial chicago seven um i think this is the first film i watched of these nominees that actually felt like a movie it had that movie oh, feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other th- films kind of felt like they were indie films, uh, more, you know, fair. Yeah. That's fair. This one actually felt like you, it was like you, a bunch of movies. You grew up movie. in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I, I, I was waiting for something to explode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good movie. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cut scene. It's, it's just, it's just kind of, it just kind of was a typical movie. I thought it was good. I was interested throughout the whole thing. I didn't realize it was Sasha Barra Cohen, and then I was like, oh, that is him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, though, like I don't know, he man. Was great. He, he's, I, I like. He seems like he's always the same character, though. You know, a snivelly uh, <laughs> little little jerk. Yeah, he's. He's like always the He's same like Kevin from Home Alone. Movie. Yeah. Whatever. He stood up at the end. You remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, Derek just broke. I need I need a gavel. Yeah, <laughs> we need to go. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was like run of the mill. Middle of the pack, I'm gonna put it, you know. Hey, don't tell us your rankings yet. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, there's like twenty <laughs> movies, so you know, it'd be three to of? seven. <laughs> Um, I, I thought it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it had everything courtroom drama. Who doesn't love that? Right. Every, um, every American that, loves yeah. courtroom drama. Right. It's in of our course. DNA. That's why I work in the legal yes, field. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and yeah, just great performances across the board. Yeah. Um, I knew the story of this cause I'd listened to it, a podcast about it. Like, two or three years ago. So I had mm. forgotten the details, but I was familiar with what this trial yeah. was about. Um, and I thought it was well done. It did. It did feel like a quintessential 1990s film. Though. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. And not saying it in a bad way, but it was compared to the other seven films. That's a good way, Dave. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. I mean, I was thinking about how it was very, it does feel different than any of the other ones. Yeah. yeah, it's very predictable in its format, its execution. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you've seen this film before, Michael Keaton. You've seen this film before. Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, you yeah. can't fuck with Michael Keaton. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good film. I uh, I did enjoy it. I thought it was very good. I thought that um, Jeremy Strong who played Jerry Rubin was, was mm. my standout actor. So um, I, although Sasha Baron Cohen was nominated for the trial of Chicago. So I thought he was great too. And oh, I yeah. love seeing yeah. him in non Borat roles. Yes. I do enjoy Borat, but Borat, like, like any of his own characters, bro, something keep different acting. than that. Right. Yeah. Keep yeah. acting. Cause you're fucking great, man. Yeah. I love seeing him in films. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully Sasha Baron Cohen listens to this podcast. Hopefully you heard that. <laughs> he totally uh, does. <laughs> 
He's or, a subscriber. He is a subscriber on Pocket Cast. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, if you want to subscribe to No One Is Listening, uh, we would definitely appreciate that. All right, we <laughs> have reached the conclusion of our breakdown. So wrap we are going to rank. Wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to rank our <laughs> best prediction film. Uh, starting with me, I'm gonna. We're gonna go the way it's gonna work. It's gonna go eight to one. So our least favorite to our most favorite. Now, I want to preface this. This shit is fucking hard. Yeah, it's hard to rank these. All right, it, it is very, very hard to do this. Um, and also, I want to preface that my one through eight or eight through one are very close together. Um, there are a few that are very distant, and I will explain that as we go through. So number eight. And I was surprised by this. Mank is my least favorite of the nominated films, which I thought was going to be ranked way fucking higher based on everything about the film prior <laughs> to seeing it. Um, but it did miss on many, many marks for me, including the fact I had to go back and research Howard J. Mankiewicz to appreciate the film more. I shouldn't have to do that when I watch a film. I should just enjoy it. It's like Derek the Snyder has- Cut. It felt, it, yeah, I'm waiting for the Snyder cut of Mank, the Mank cut. Uh, Derek has not watched Mank. His father I'm it last just based on I don't want to watch a movie about movies. <laughs> Fair enough. Neely, what is your number eight? Mank. Whoa. All right. Bettany House, one for one. <laughs> Dave, what is your least favorite? Perfect four for four, Mank. Really? Yep. Oh, stanky, yeah, just, uh, stanky manky. Didn't hit for me. <laughs> yeah. I started my scrolling through name. my phone during it. So, <laughs> um, I think that this is a film I'm going to like to watch later. Uh, you can now, watch it alone. I will watch it alone. All right. <laughs> now we're here with our seventh least favorite or seventh best. Seventh best picture. Uh, I... What, I made this ranking prior to doing this episode, and now mm. that we've done this episode, I would like to change my pick, but I'm not going to. Do what not you will. I've to. already changed my list like three times. Yeah, I, I have to. <laughs> I, I'm, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to put it... Um, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to change it. Do Number it. seven is uh, Promising Young Woman, and not because... Son of a bitch. <laughs> not, listen, I think... I, I already gave my rundown on this film. I already gave my rundown on this film. I think it's a great film. I think it's, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen all the films of the year, but it's easily the best indie film of the year without seeing a single other one. Um, But it was, there were just some pieces that didn't connect fully for me, and it was missing that 25% that just would push it over the edge. But I think that it was worthy of the nomination. Hell, it beat out Gary fucking Oldman and Mank in my book. So good good for uh, Emerald. Who I just learned as a uh, woman director and uh, very proud. It's an of awesome name, uh, Derek. Yeah. What's your number seven that you haven't seen? <laughs> um, since I haven't seen it, I'm going to put the father here. I had no interest. <laughs> right, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I'm kind of dealing with some of that stuff myself, so I'm not yeah. going to watch it. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Neely. Trial of Chicago Seven. Whoa! I thought that would be higher for you, but you probably get tired of all the legal stuff. I'll never get tired of it. <laughs> this is the gavel scene. It did it for me. Uh, Dave, what's your number seven? Minari. Whoa. Okay. Why? Uh, I, I already kind of so. explained myself. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't hit for Dave. Yeah, no, just, just doesn't hit. Just doesn't hit. All right. You got it. You got it. All right. 
Back around here. Number six best pitcher of the year for me is Trial of the Chicago 7. So that's where I'm at. I uh, It felt like a 1990s movie. It was enjoyable. I've seen it before. It's okay. You don't have to explain yourself. I know, it's okay. But, uh, I wanted to like it more. <laughs> I wanted to like it more. Derek, what is your sixth favorite? I've only seen half of Minari, and I'm going to put Trial of the Chicago 7. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, I, I told you. It's a Sorkin thing. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Neely, what is your sixth? Minari. Really? I thought that would have been higher. Okay. That's all right. Dave. Trial of the Chicago 7. Wow. All right. All right. <laughs> Order in the so- court. <laughs> <laughs> I need a gavel sound effect. What are you doing? I'm standing up to respect. <laughs> God. Now, I did I did mess with my rankings here a little bit, so yeah. excuse me for one second. I got to reload. I did like Trial of the Chicago 7 before I watched all the other movies, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we watched this one second. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like it, and then I watched other movies. Yeah, yeah it was I watched uh, it first. Yeah, it was good. My number five best movie of 2021 is Minari. I uh, it it bumped up after our conversation today. Okay, it was originally slated in seven. Um, oh wow! And it bumped up two spots after our conversation today. I, I realized that I really appreciated effect. the uh, the the kid. The grandma yeah. and the uh, the Stephen Young murder scene at the end by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I thought that that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, Derek, what was your fifth favorite film of 2021? Uh, it's Minari. Um, I think it's fairly middle of the road for me. Yeah, uh, I'm only halfway through it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be better <laughs> than my top four. I so. love it. Five point five. Five point five is Minari. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Neely, fifth favorite film. Uh, I'm changing on the fly here. Oh, okay. Judas oh. and the Black Messiah. Judas is number... Oh, that's the first time on the board for Judas. Yeah. Okay. Fifth fifth favorite. All right. Yeah. I thought that would be higher. All right. It just was until it just right was. now. Okay. <laughs> I like this last minute stuff. Dave, fifth favorite. Judas and the Black Messiah. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, I did not expect it to go that low. I figured but, if... Uh, if uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman can't carry Mank up to a higher rank. Acting's not going to carry this movie up. Good call. Good call, Dave. Good call. All right. This is uh, this is when it really gets hard for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is the top four. These are the top four for all of us. This, this is, there is, y'all, fucking sliver of roast beef between these films. <laughs> The thinnest. The thinnest. That's a gross description. What is this paper? The butter. The butter cut. It is uh, the there's the butter layer on the roast beef. There. This was hard. See through beef. See. <laughs> <laughs> the opaque. You throw it up on windows. It's curtains. Um. All right. So, number four favorite film of the year is The Father. Um. That was a tough one. I was Ooh. emotionally drained after watching the film. And Derek, I highly recommend you watch the film. It is worth it, I think. If you want to wait till it drops out of $20 range to rent, fair enough. But I think you Let should circle back. Let me get through my back. shit first, and I'll probably watch <laughs> also it. Also that, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking heavy, y'all. It is a heavy film, and yeah. I love the emotional weight of it. So that's number four best. Derek, what's your number four? Uh, Judas. 
It's, you know, I was really ripped during it. I don't remember much of it. Um, but I know it's better than uh, my other four below it. <laughs> Good. Neely. Sound of Metal. Whoa, first time Sound of Metal's on the board. Sound of Metal. Wow. It's a great film. Great film. Dave, number four. Uh, Promising Young Woman. That made it really high on the list. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was different, you know. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. Uh, we are in top three category here. My third favorite film is none other than Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I had that actually pegged the highest for mm. the longest time. Mm. I fucking love that film. I love Judas and Black Messiah. That Fred Hampton scene, I'm telling you, that speech scene is iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iconic. This film could win. This film could jump up and win. Don't be surprised if Judas and the Black Messiah actually wins Best Picture, especially with the societal context going on right now. I think mm-hmm. that there's that plays into it as well. Derek, third favorite film? Uh, Nomadland. I liked it. Um, I would rather watch uh, my top two. Okay, fair enough. I thought the performances are all great. It's just, yeah. Yeah, Taste. that's cool. <laughs> that's okay. Neely. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Third best. Uh, Promising Young Woman. It's a good film. Good film. I, I am actually not surprised by that. I thought it would be in your top five, for sure. Dave. <laughs> top five out of eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, number three is uh, Nomadland. Okay. Good. All right. Top two. Here we go. Bread and butter. Do, do, you know we, what the, do we want to say your winner, or do you want to just go with one and two? Do we want to go winner? We can go winner. We can go winner. You want to go winner? All right, I'm going to announce mine. You got drum rolls? Yeah, hang on. (laughs) I'm going to announce mine here. Okay. And the Academy Award. (laughs) (laughs) For Best Picture. La La Land. Oh, boo. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting that. Uh, uh, I had to. My God, when I, when I cut that sound, I was fucking dying. He... <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking it's painful. So it's oh, so awful to watch. <laughs> All right, everybody get off the stage. Get off the stage. <laughs> Just kidding. All you white people, get out of there. <laughs> oh, so good. Was that Warren uh, Beatty? All right. <laughs> It was Warren Beatty. Dick yeah. Tracy himself. <laughs> oh, my God. God. All right, guys, here it is. My my best picture of 2021. Uh, we'll see if it comes true or not this Sunday. Mm-hmm. This was the roast beef sliver of the tiniest margins. My number one is Francis McDermott in Nomadland. Uh, that is my favorite film of the of the eight mm. because it, for me, checked all the boxes of a movie that will last with you forever. Now, I'm not saying that Sound of Metal won't last with you forever. Probably will. And anytime you see someone that is doing American Sign Language or you see a metal band, you're probably going to have a, uh, a sliver of roast beef thinking uh, about mm. I'm just, I, you, oh I'm just hungry I'm so fucking hungry <laughs> um, go we normally talk about food um, but here's the thing I think both these movies are going to resonate with me for the rest of my life I could I could see myself being a nomad when Neely asked me that question I didn't answer it earlier but I could see myself do, living this lifestyle I really could um, 
but it did. It checked every box of the American struggle, um, what normal people go through in the harshest of conditions. But hey, Sound of Metal did too. That shit was nuts. Mm-hmm. I love both films, but Nomadland's going to win. I think it has it has it all for me. For me, Derek, what is your favorite film of 2021? Uh, it's Sound of Metal. I know I gave I gave big props up to uh, Promising Young Woman. I just don't think it's better than Sound of Metal. I'd probably watch it. <laughs> Uh, more than Sound of Metal, um, but Sound of Metal is so good. The performances are really good. Oh my god! Um, my like I said, my stomach hurt when he left. Oh, oh god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or when he was, you know, trying to get the surgery and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was gut wrenching. It was great. I uh, was excited, and then it ended. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. I uh, I do think that that could win. I think it could win. Neely, best picture, 2021. Okay, let me preface this. I decided these rankings and chose number one because I think it's the one that is most likely to actually win. Yeah. Because Mm. I like being right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't like having my own opinion. I just like being right. (laughs) I want to be right. The educated opinion. Yes. Yes. So I chose Nomadland. For me... See, I don't. It's so hard for me to do rankings like this because I'm very much the type of person where the last thing that I watched is my favorite thing. Mm. So, The Father is my number two. Yeah, but I'm like, did I just like it so much because I watched it last night? I don't know. Bias? Mm. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I I think uh, I think it's it's that makes sense. Knowing you personally, I think Mm -hmm. that makes sense. I think the theater aspect of it felt like a play, but also yeah. their emotional, personal connection to it. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking awesome movie. Let's be clear. These top four films, they're all great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're all fantastic. But yeah, you're right. So I probably would have put Nomadland maybe four and moved everything else up okay. for me personally. So you would have been almost right with Dave and Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's all right. Nomadland, I, I'll take it though. I think we'll be winning on uh, Sunday. Dave. Uh, too bad you can't spell it. Look at your list. <laughs> oh, my God. No man. Every time you typed. No man. <laughs> and every time you typed promising young woman, you put P-Y-M. <laughs> P-Y-C is what I should have put. Um, oh, my God. P-Y-T. Jesus Christ. I can't even find it. you just like Ant-Man. No. I am so uh, hungry right now. I did put P-Y-M. <laughs> I'm trying to mouth to you, but you did not understand what I was saying. It's all those pin particles. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, that shit's hilarious. If only people on the podcast listening could see how stupid that was. Uh, <laughs> Dave, you got all the marbles I and do. all the nuts. Uh, what What is the top prediction for 2021? My pick is The Father. Whoa! Yes. Whoa! We all have different ones. I, Whoa! I, okay, I, I did not see that coming. Felt that was the most complete film. Uh, yeah, acting, yeah. Mm-hmm. set design, direction, story, message, hitting meanings, symbolism, symbology. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why it's my. I do like Sound of Metal. I thought that was really close up there. Uh, Nomad Land's probably going to win, but. I'm hoping for the father. I feel that was the best film of all these, and it just it felt like a really good movie, and I think it has lasting staying power. I feel like you could yeah. watch it again and see something different 
Uh, Nomadland, yeah. I feel I would never watch again in my entire life. So that's mm. why I didn't vote to win. <laughs> that's fair. No, I think every, I think the reasons for that are, are fine. I think Nomadland will win. Mm-hmm. I think it is that unique of a film. But you're right, Dave. The father does carry all the elements of a, of a fantastic, worthy yeah. I mean, Sound of Metal is also worthy. I think Judas and the Black Messiah is worthy. I think the rest just don't have enough to uh, <laughs> to put it over the edge. I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. The, I think this episode is going to come out on what, Dave? A Thursday or Friday? Uh, Friday? We'll see what happens. We'll see how, how, right. how you know, motivated we'll I am. Today. So should, <laughs> we will, should we make a wager? We should have a bet. I'm down. Okay. What are we betting? I, I, I still... Uh, <laughs> slim Chickens? Well, I mean, we're Chickens. we're probably going to be getting together just soon to wrap up quality quality or quarantine quality time because we're all gonna we got to wrap that shit up and get yeah. back to season two. Yeah, I'm we're ready. all going to be vaxxed up. So I don't know. Vax it up. Uh, you know, if you lose, you got to eat a skyline chili dog. Oh, oh man, boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I change my pick? No, let's do this. Let's do this. I said I would want to watch it. I, I thought that's what we were doing. I, I'll, I'll take that wager. I'll take the wager. I'll take the wager. Take the wager. We'll do, I, we'll do a hot dog hot dog cookout after the hot dog list, and then if you lost this, you at least have to eat one Skyline Joe. You have dog. to bring it over to my house so I can give it to Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the wager, Dave. I'm in. All right. All right. You heard it. You heard I'll, it, everyone. I'll take the wager. There it is. All right. Take the wager. So, is Neely in on this? Yeah, I am. I've never actually had okay. a Skyline Chili Dog, so, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'll eat it. I don't care. <laughs> it's yeah, so it's not like sick. it's that bad. You're just Does it have dirt. spaghetti on the hot dog or no? No, I was just going to put Skyline Chili on a hot dog. The hot dog is just the uh, the slop sauce. Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be a sugar dale. <laughs> it's, it's so sick, dude. That's why it's a great uh, wager. I love it. So yeah, we'll yeah. see. I think Nomadland's going to win, yeah. so I, I think I'm not eating the Skyline Chili Dog. But uh, regardless, listen, you are. hit us up with your predictions. If you listen to this episode in time, you might not have listened to it in time. <laughs> we, uh, that's okay. The, the, the shortest shelf life of any of our episodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> But if you uh, listen, if you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe, as I've mentioned a few times today. But I hope that you enjoy the films that we talked about today. I hope you get some enjoyment out of them and would encourage you to go ahead and watch all of them. We love talking movies that no one is listening, whether it is uh, bullshit movies, it's mini van highway, whatever you want to talk about, dude. I'm all about it. Uh, But here, listen. Join us in conversation. Let us know what your favorite film of 2021 is. Hopefully, one of us win. Um, the Paul Bettany House is probably going to win, and we're not eating Skyline. So I'm very excited about that. What but if Neely, I, I it, might just want to try it, though? <laughs> She's intrigued now. We can I make am. it happen. We can make it happen. I'll uh, bring the shit bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So if you enjoyed today's uh, episode, follow us at Noil Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and we would appreciate that very much. You can follow me at Finest Editions. Uh, I haven't really been posting much, but I've also been in vacation brain, so it's been very good. Yeah. Neely, you don't have social media. I so. mean, I do, you but do, I'm not going to tell anybody what my handle is. Yeah. So. No, that's right. Dave and Derek, where I can they find you? I just post pictures of my cat. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Twitter at David underscore V underscore Roth. And if someone could take some scenes from Nomadland and put Minivan Highway, oh! the song over it, I would be up. I, I might just do it myself. You we'll should do it yourself, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, someone, someone make that happen before I make it happen. Oh, I'm so happy. This is a future, future Skyline Chili Dog Eater, 
Drake Dangerson one <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, really looking forward to it. Not sure how the wager's going, but uh, do the two losers? Because two people. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll explain this we'll offline. I'm so confused. Hammer right out now. the details later. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you don't get it right, you eat it. That's right. <laughs> So I can't wait to get together next episode. We're going to talk Falcon, Winter Soldier, and all the delicious yes. food that we have eaten recently. But for now, we got to go. We got to bust this joint, and I'm going to end it in normal fashion. Good luck, America. Get vaxxed up. And that's all I got to say. And we'll see you at the movies. That's right. <laughs> oh, you suck. Later, y'all. Bye, people.